Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor, working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You're listening to episode five, Receiving Rest. Okay, five weeks of awareness offerings. I have a lot of gratitude in my heart as I sit here and create another awareness offering for you. And if you're enjoying the show just as much as I am enjoying making it, please do rate and leave a review and share the podcast so that other folks can find it as well. And now we're going to begin, as we always do, by singing the sound of OM one time. OM is the sound of consciousness. And so we are calling out to consciousness to be here in this shared space with us. You can do that silently just by listening, or you can do it out loud. Either way, if it feels good and if you're in a position to do so, I'll invite you to just bring your body into an open, relaxed, spacious position, whatever that might be. If you can, you can close your eyes or you can simply just gaze softly at the floor, just turning your gaze toward yourself if that's appropriate. As always, if you're not driving or doing something that requires your visual attention. And then we'll take a full and deep breath in through the nose if nostril breathing is accessible. Strong exhale through the nose, just clearing the path for consciousness. And then we'll inhale for one ohm. Thank you for joining me in that opening practice. And now for this week's discussion. For this week's pod, I actually took requests on my Instagram stories to get an idea for what folks wanted to hear about on the podcast. And sometimes it'll be like that. There will be weeks when I just know exactly what I'm talking about based on what's going on in my life or if there's a current event going on, I'll have a plan in mind. There will be times when I take requests to see what kind of topics folks want to hear about and meditate about. And there will be times when I have guests who are guiding the conversation, which I'm so excited about. I'm starting to schedule my first guests here, so look out for that. But this week I took requests on my Instagram stories, and my gorgeous, powerful fellow yoga teacher friend, Ebony, requested to hear about the power of rest. And first of all, Ebony is someone who I want on this podcast ASAP, and I've already told her that, so look out for some excellent magical interview with Ebony. But for now, I just have to credit her as the inspiration for this week's topic because, as I said, she requested the power of rest. And funnily enough, during this this week that I just lived, this week of my life that has just gone by, I was dealing with that same concept. I was working with that same idea and practice of rest in my own life. 
And so it was funny to see that that was the topic that flowed through Ebony to ask to hear about on this podcast. It was a little synchronistic there. Also a little bit ironic, I am recording this podcast after having had a night of a really terrible sleep. And I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, the cosmic events that are occurring as I record this on June 10th, 2021. Today is the full moon. It's also a solar eclipse. It's also Mercury retrograde, which is when the planets are aligned in such a way that it appears that Mercury is moving backward in the sky. And I have a lot of thoughts and feelings around, you know, the guidance of the planets. I always want to stay as grounded as possible in the way that I approach my spirituality. And I have a tendency to be pretty, like, spacey. I'm kind of an alien lady anyway. So I try to keep my work and especially my teachings really grounded. But I love the alignment of the planets. And I'm sort of letting go of the idea that it's too out there or too ungrounded to be inspired and guided by the planets because we all know you know the moon affects our tides the different positionality of the planets affects gravity right Um, or is affected by gravity i am not a scientist so i'm probably saying that uh, in a really incorrect way but all that is to say the position of the planets and astral bodies around us has tangible measurable effects on what happens on earth and so i believe that beyond just the moon and the sun all the other planets around us can have an effect on us And so it's said when Mercury is in retrograde, things get a little wild. There's some like patterns, old patterns tend to come up because of that kind of backwards moving energy. um, And just the like energy on the planet gets a little out of whack. And uh, things like technology and communication and transportation can get a little weird. Um, So all that is to say, Mercury retrograde is happening at the same time that we're having a full moon and a solar eclipse today. So there's all this supercharged cosmic planetary energy that I can just feel in the air. Like I got home to my house last night and I stepped out of the car and I felt like my molecules got charged up and I felt like I couldn't even go inside for a while because I was just caught in this wild energy that's in the air right now. And so I think that contributed to the fact that I just could not go to sleep until like 3.34 in the morning last night. And so it's pretty ironic that I'm going to sit here and talk to you about the power of rest during a day when I am not very well rested. And the truth is, it's kind of been like that for the past few weeks. The energy has just been intense. There's been a lot going on in my life with my family. I'm, you know, I've started a summer semester in my graduate school program. My work and my yoga teaching remains robust. And just in general, the energy has been wild and intense. And I've started to feel myself get very stretched, especially this week and especially Monday. I could really feel just the immensity of everything I'm doing and working with and I felt myself getting stretched and I am celebrating myself for that kind of awareness because it's it wouldn't always be the case that I would be able to really name and see myself feeling as stretched as I was feeling and that doesn't mean that you know once I figured out that I was feeling stretched that it all went away and I was in perfect balance and you know I was this just this zen yoga lady no I was just able to name it But even after realizing I was feeling stretched, I continued to feel stretched. But I am responding to it. I'm choosing to respond to it in a way 
that I really haven't before. And it's a way that can feel somewhat uncomfortable, but I'm kind of leaning into it. I have made the decision to take Monday off of next week. I am taking a long weekend and I have set myself up to do that in a few different ways. My kind of my day job, I have a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of different facets of my work, right? I teach yoga and I am training to be a therapist in social work school, but my kind of quote unquote day job that I spend most of my daytime hours doing is social media. I am a social media strategist for a, a number of different, a number of different clients who are on the spiritual path in some way. And so for one of my clients, I was able to schedule out a lot of posts ahead of time, uh, or not a lot, but enough posts ahead of time to where, you know, there it's, it's a, it's a yoga space. So their, their daily class schedule will still go up on social media, even if I'm not actively engaging. So I went in and I scheduled out a little bit for next week so I could have the space on Monday. And then for my other two clients, my work for them is a little more active and involved. All of my work, of course, is involved and and it asks a lot of my intention and I pour a lot of my intention into it. But for these couple clients, there's a lot more day-to-day interaction and collaboration. And so I reached out to them and I, I, you know, my, my primary client and my first ever client, Lena Franklin, who is also a mentor for me on the spiritual path. And she is the inspiration for my social work career and is mentoring me in that area. I reached out to her and I just told her kind of what I expressed just now here on the podcast. I told her exactly how I've been feeling. I named the fact that I've been feeling really stretched. And I named the fact that what I need is to take a day off. And not just a day off as in like a weekend Saturday, just chilling and doing nothing. I mean that I need to take a day where I would normally be doing work and balance that out by doing as little as possible. I need to get really still and disconnect from as much technology as I can and just spend the day in really deep, purposeful rest. And I express that. And that alone was a really big thing for me to, one, identify that's what was going on, that I was feeling really stretched, to name it to myself, and then to use my voice to name it to someone that I kind of work for and say, this is how I'm feeling, and then to go even beyond that and say, okay, this is what I need. And I was met with incredible acceptance and support and, um, you know, my clients just fully honored my need for rejuvenation. And so you know, just in that realm, I'm incredibly grateful for people on the spiritual path who really live their values, especially for, especially in terms of the people who work with them and for them, um, just honoring everyone's needs and, you know, using the the same tools that they teach about or applying the same tools that they teach about publicly to the people on their team. It's just an incredible and um, conscious way to be. So I'm really grateful for that. And now I have the space to just have Monday off, to take my long weekend, to take a day when I would normally be doing a lot of work and do as little as possible. And I'm really looking forward to that. But the really interesting part about this whole journey of me noticing how I was feeling, naming it to myself, and then expressing my needs to my clients wasn't actually the, the act of expressing my needs. That actually felt okay. The most uncomfortable part of this entire interaction was when my client wrote back to me and said, of course, absolutely, we honor your need for rejuvenation, take what you need. 
that made me so uncomfortable. My first instantaneous reaction to seeing that message was like literally clenching up from my heart outward and every part of me that could clench clenched up for a moment and I started to second guess myself immediately I thought to myself oh well you know if you know if I'm getting so much acceptance and support do I really need to take the day or you know if I don't feel as stressed out today as I as I did yesterday do I really need this and so I started to question it and I started to second guess myself and overthink it all of the qualities of the anxious mind because I have one of those and I got so uncomfortable with receiving confirmation that I could take Monday off to rest And so that was really interesting information for me. I got the information from this whole journey and this whole interaction that I am uncomfortable with receiving rest. I am uncomfortable with receiving rest. As I do my practices and walk my path and develop my consciousness skills, I'm pretty skilled now at recognizing when I'm stretched and naming my needs to myself and asking for what I need from other people. Even though it's kind of new to me, those parts were okay. But what I am really, really uncomfortable with is receiving rest. And so I'm feeling curious about those of you who are listening, if that's a similar phenomenon in your life. How comfortable are you with noticing what you need and observing when you're feeling overwhelmed and asking for what you need for others? And then how does it feel when you actually receive what you asked for? How does it feel to receive? And as I speak to this, I'm actually, I'm turning my palms face up and you know, palms face up in the practice of yoga is a really simple gesture of receiving. So I'm kind of, even in my body language, I'm calling myself into this space where I'm asking, you know, how can I, or, or not even how can I, but just can I receive? And I'm working on it. I am taking my long weekend and I get more and more excited as the week goes on to have a day of real retreat and rest and stillness on Monday. And so when my beautiful friend Ebony asked, you know, can I talk about the power of rest? I think for me, the power of rest comes within our willingness to receive rest. And of course, that involves a whole host of other factors. It involves us you know, as I have described over and over again so far in this discussion, it involves us being self-aware enough to know when we're not feeling good. It involves us being able to name our needs to ourselves and others and ask for what we need. But to me, or at least in my experience, the most powerful part of intentional resting has been allowing myself to receive the space to rest. And so again, I'll say it, the power of rest comes in our willingness to receive the space to rest. I'll say it again and again and again. The power of rest comes within our willingness to receive the space to rest. But of course, I couldn't talk about both asking for and receiving the space to rest without naming the fact that both of those things, both of those actions are incredible, they are incredible privileges. It is a privilege to ask for the space to rest. It is a privilege that I work a job and work in a community 
where my needs are honored above the needs of, you know, capitalistic, excuse me, capitalistic values like productivity, whatever that might even mean. It is an incredible privilege that I'm even able to work a job where my needs are honored. There are so many people, especially folks who are not white and middle class and straight passing and sitting at all the intersections of privilege that I'm sitting at, especially those folks, but just, uh, and in general, just a lot of folks who do not work jobs where they are able to ask for what they need and have their needs honored. So it is a privilege that I get to even do that. And it is a symptom of a white supremacist capitalist world and more specifically society that not everyone has the space to ask for what they need and ask to rest. And so it's not okay. It's not okay that there are only, you know, that there are, how do I say this? It's just, it's not okay that it's a privilege to be able to ask for rest. And I acknowledge fully that it is a privilege. And then even beyond that, it's a privilege to be able to receive rest. And you might think, oh, how is that any different from asking for rest? But I think there, there's a little nuance there. I think it's also a privilege in a different way to be able to receive the space to rest. And I mean that really in the context of trauma. Because even though it is uncomfortable for me to receive the space to rest, even though I got really anxious about it and it's been a process and a practice to receive it, I'm still doing it. I have some stuff to work through around it, but I'm still doing it. I am receiving rest and I'm doing okay with it so far. We'll see how it goes on Monday, but so far I am doing okay to re- uh, in the practice of receiving rest. But... There are other folks in the world, especially folks with identities that are more marginalized than mine, who it, it is probably painful or even impossible to receive rest, to be open to the concept of getting still, getting quiet and resting because of trauma. For example, I'm thinking about racial trauma. I do not experience racial trauma as a white presenting woman in the world. On the other hand, a black woman experiences the trauma of living in a racialized world. And that trauma has a real, tangible, measurable, day-to-day, moment-to-moment effect on the nervous system. When you are constantly feeling like you are in danger, which being, you know, harmed and marginalized and abused because of your race makes one feel like they're constantly in danger. And when you're constantly feeling that way, your fight or flight response, your stress response is always on. And so resting, taking the space to get still and unwind, it feels scary as fuck. It feels painful. It feels almost impossible because how do you get still and rest When you feel like you have to be constantly vigilant because you're always in danger. And I I speak to this in the context of racial trauma, but the same is true for gender trauma. I am a a woman, and so I do experience marginalization based on my gender. But again, I have privileges. I am straight passing. I am cisgendered. So this kind of trauma is also true for folks who are non-binary, transgender, who are not middle class, who are not able-bodied, who 
are in larger bodies, the list of marginalized identities most unfortunately goes on and on. And that same kind of hypervigilance as a result of the trauma of a marginalized identity applies in every situation, making folks who are marginalized feel like it is scary and painful and impossible to receive rest. So in its own way, it is also an incredible privilege to receive rest. And again, it's not okay. It is not okay. But I also want to affirm in saying that, that anyone who has an identity that is marginalized, who is receiving rest, however that might look for you, fuck yeah, (laughs) you are radical. You are changing the world. It is an act of a radical revolutionary rebellion for folks who are marginalized to rest for the reasons that I've stated already and for many more reasons. So if you are, despite the the trauma and marginalization, resting anyway, you fucking go. (laughs) But in this realm, I also have to say that any of us who are able to both ask for and receive rest with relative ease, both of which are privileges, any of us who are in that position, we must also take other people with us. That's the name of the game. The philosophy of so many spiritual paths like Hinduism, Buddhism, the practices that, uh, you know, create the foundation for yoga, uh, especially the Eastern wisdom teachings the philosophy is that we're not free until we're all free so those of us who have the privilege of the space to ask for and receive rest we better rest up and then use that excess energy or or use that robust energy i should say that we have from resting to work to get everybody else free so that it is no longer a privilege to rest We got to use the energy we replenish with our rest to work to get other people free so that it is no longer a privilege to rest. And now we're going to take it into embodied practice. No matter what your life, your world, your inner state looks and feels like right now, I'm going to offer you the space, even just for a few minutes, to receive some rest through meditative practice. So as always, we're shifting from the cognitive discussion into embodying these concepts in our bodies, in our hearts, through practice. So if you're doing something else, as always, if you're driving or you're showering or you're cleaning, this might be the time to pause the podcast and return later when you have the space to really get still and go into practice. But if you're coming with me, It's time. It's time to practice. And what I'm going to offer you for today's practice is a yoga nidra style offering. I am not a yoga nidra teacher. I have not deeply studied yoga nidra as much as many other skilled teachers have. I do have some experience with it. I've taken workshops and classes, but I am not, you know, a certified yoga nidra teacher. And so I'm not going to claim that this practice is yoga nidra. It is a yoga nidra inspired body scan practice to get us into a space of wakeful rest, because that's what yoga nidra, yoga in I, RDA, that's what it means. It is conscious rest. It is wakeful sleep or yogic sleep where we are awake and aware, but our bodies 
feel like we are asleep so that we are benefiting from rest. And that's the style of practice that we're going to do. So for this particular practice, I'm actually going to invite you to lay down if you're able. I know it's wild. I always make a point to say we usually want our spine upright so we don't fall asleep, but we're turning that on its head today. And I'm saying lay down because this is about rest. And if your body happens to fall all the way asleep while we do this, it means you need the sleep and you're receiving rest. And I'm all about it. Although we do want to try our best to stay aware um, because that's kind of the magic of yoga nidra style practice is that we get all the benefits of rest while being conscious enough to witness how that feels and how that affects us. So go ahead and lay down if you're going to. If not, you can also do this as a seated body scan meditation in any comfortable seat, sitting anywhere you'd like with any kind of support in any position with your arms and legs, as long as your spine is long and spacious. So seated is fine, but please lay down if you can. You might lay down with a pillow under your head, a bolster or a blanket or some pillows under your knees for support. You might cover up with a blanket. You could outstretch uh, and extend your legs in front of you, just letting your feet fall open. You might turn your palms to face the sky with your arms down by your sides, kind of in a classical shavasana or effortless pose from any uh, from, from yoga asana, right? Or you could lie down with your legs in a butterfly position, feet together, knees apart. You could lie in constructive rest pose with your knees bent, feet out wider than your hips, and your bent knees touching at center. That can be really supportive for your lower back. Or you could lie in the fetal position or lie on your belly. Just feel supported and like you can start to settle. So find your reclined position if you're coming into it. And as you find this, you know, whatever position it may be that allows you to, to settle and come into this restful physical space, you start to soften any effort, any tensing or bracing that's happening in your body, especially noticing your glutes and thighs. If there's any squeezing going on there, starting to soften that. If your jaw is clenched, definitely softening your jaw. And then starting to relax your lower back closer to the earth, the bones of your shoulders closer to the earth, and even lightly pressing the back of your head a little heavier into the earth to allow your neck to lengthen. Your feet and your hands get heavy as you soften effort in your body and give yourself a physical container for restfulness, for restful practice. So that the stillness of your body starts to send a signal to your mind and your nervous system that it is time to put some of the tension down. You can pick it back up later if you need to. But if possible, putting some of the tension down to receive rest. And as you settle into this physical position of stillness, perhaps you start to settle into the steady rhythm of your breath breathing in through your nose as your belly and chest and lungs expand breathing out through your nose as your chest and lungs and belly gently contract if and only if nostril breathing is accessible for you today and you start by just witnessing the breath the present moment phenomenon of the breath it's only happening right now 
So maybe you allow the breath to continue to guide you into this restful space that you are working to embody or practicing embodying in this present moment. If breath awareness does not feel comfortable for you, you could also listen to your heartbeat, listen to the sounds around you, feel the clothes on your skin, just any single point of awareness that reminds you that you're here, you're right here into the pre- in the present moment. Just breathing and settling. And now we'll go into our yoga nidra practice, systematically scanning each part of the body to send our awareness into the body, another present moment sensation, uh, and just witness ourselves from this relaxed and restful space. Your breath can be the foundation of this practice. So if your mind starts to wander away, first of all, that's natural. We don't have to brace against it. We're trying to be as effortless as possible here. So if the thoughts come, it's okay. But once you notice it, you can guide your awareness back to your breath and then back to my voice and into the practice. So continuing your steady breaths, bring awareness into your right foot, starting with your right big toe. All five toes, the bones of the toes, like water moving across a surface. That awareness steadily moves into the arch of your right foot, the top of your right foot, your right ankle, shin bone, right calf muscle. Awareness rising like the rising of the tide into your knee bone, the back of your right knee your right thigh bone and the hamstring muscles at the back of your right leg. The right side of your pelvis, your right hip bone and glute muscle, the right side of your lower back. Awareness moves with your breath into the right side of your abdomen, the right side of your mid back. Each of the ribs on your right side begins to fill up with awareness. The right side of your chest, your right collarbone, and the top of your right shoulder blade receiving awareness. The right side of your upper back, right shoulder blade on your back, filled with your own steady awake awareness. And then it moves into your right upper arm, down like water falling over rocks into the crease of your right elbow, right elbow bone, right forearm bone, right wrist crease. Awareness dropping now into the palm of your right hand, the top of your right hand, the five bones on your right hand of your right fingers from thumb to pinky. And then awareness moves like water droplets just before they fall into the tips of your fingers so that the tips of your right fingers are a little heavy with the real and clear sensation of your own awareness. From your right arm, awareness moves up into the right side of your neck, the right side of your jawline, 
your upper and lower teeth and upper and lower lips on the right side. The right side of your nose, your cheek, the orb of your right eye, your right temple and ear, your right eyebrow, the right side of your forehead and the right side of the back of your skull. And finally, that awareness effortlessly travels up into the crown of your head on the right side. And from toes to crown, you live in this awareness of the right side of your body, witnessing yourself resting, witnessing yourself present, arrive, or or, (laughs) you have arrived and you're here (laughs) in the right side of your body. Send gratitude to your right side for facilitating your restful awareness practice. And then we'll shift to the left with breath and steadiness. Your awareness comes into your left foot, starting with the big toe all the way to the pinky toe. Like water moving, awareness travels into the arch of your foot, the bones at the top of your left foot, left ankle, left shin bone left calf muscles, like water rising. Awareness moves now into your left kneecap and the back of your knee, your left thigh bone and the hamstring muscles at the back of your left leg, the left side of your pelvis, your left hip bone and glute muscle, the left side of your lower back. Facilitated by steady breath, that awareness moves into the left side of your abdomen, the left side of your mid-back. Each of your left ribs fill with awareness and even the left side of your lungs. The left side of your chest receives awareness. The left side of your upper spine, your shoulder blade on the left side of your back. Your left collarbone and all the way to the top of your left shoulder bone like water falling over rocks now that awareness moves down into your upper left arm, left elbow crease and elbow bone, left forearm muscle, wrist crease, palm of your hand, bones at the top of your left hand and your five finger bones from thumb to pinky on the left hand. And then like water droplets lands heavy in your left fingertips. From your left arm, awareness continues to rise up like the rising tide into the left side of your neck, left jawline, left upper and lower teeth, left upper and lower lips, the left side of your nose, your cheek, the orb of your left eye, your temple and your ear, your left eyebrow, the left side of your forehead and the back of your skull on the left. And finally, awareness arrives and the crown of your head once more, this time on the left side. So from toes to head, restful, wakeful awareness saturates 
the left side of your body. And all you have to do is witness. Send gratitude to the left side of your body for being the container in which you got to practice restful, wakeful awareness. And then imagine like the eclipse that happened earlier on this day, the two sides, left and right, moon and sun merging so that you ease into a space of full body awareness, both sides of your body from toes to crown, crown to toes, showing up as your whole self, you who works hard, you who gets stretched, you who rests, showing up to receive rest in the stillness of this moment, breathing into your body and this vibrating awareness that lives in every cell. Gratitude to yourself for systematically pouring restful awareness into yourself. And now if your palms are not upturned, perhaps you turn them up to receive. Receive this moment of rest. If it feels difficult, uncomfortable, or strange, it's okay. It doesn't have to feel perfect for you to receive. Maybe you give yourself the affirmation, breathing in the words, I am here opening to the practice of rest. I am here opening to the practice of rest. And you can stay in this space of wakeful rest for as long as you'd like. Maybe you pause the podcast and you stay right here and you soak it up. I highly encourage that. But when you're ready to come out, you can wiggle your fingers and toes, just bringing movement gently, carefully back into the body. Carefully as in full of care for yourself. Maybe you reach your arms up overhead and stretch like you would if you were waking up in the morning. This is your wake up number two. You get to start again. And when it feels good, you can roll to one side and press your way up and sit up. But I hope you'll take a moment to feel your body and continue to notice the kind of heaviness or vibration or whatever sensation you felt when you felt your own awareness. It doesn't just go away. You get to hold that space of wakeful rest. And I hope it will inform whatever deep, beautiful care practices you will offer to yourself in the next few days. 
and especially those of us with privilege so that we can rest up to work to get everyone else free enough to receive as much rest as possible or if you are in a more marginalized position just resting because it is revolutionary for you to do so thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me you can find me on social media at Laura Tara, L-A-U-R-A-T-A-R-A, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Oxella Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram. <laughs>